Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shala, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope you're great and you're fine and everything is moving on well with you. Um, today is um, 17th of March, 2023. I've got to say 19. <laughs> just between my ears. Anyway, um, thank you for joining us today. I'm going to just dive right into it. Um, yesterday I was asked a question in seminary. I had to ask, answer a question in an interactive forum about the attributes of God and, you know, we had done a bit of a study on it and what attributes resonate more with us. They were asking us, do we think there's a hierarchy of attributes? We'd done a bit of Bible study and we looked at some of the things that the Bible says about, I mean, what an attribute is. And an attribute is like a unique feature of somebody, you know, of your character, your essence, your personality, whatever. So what are the attributes of God? And we, you know, there are many people say God is omniscient, he's this, he's almighty, he's, you know, according to what the Bible says. But I checked and I was thinking about it. I thought, well, I don't really think there is a hierarchy of God's attributes. But it just dawned on me that the attribute that I, that resonates the most with me, and I think more recently, but I think generally all through my life is the goodness of God. The fact that God is so good, you know, and not even that the fact that God is so good, because there is no so about it. God is good and he's the epitome of good. And why do I say so? And I, and I got a personal revelation of this recently when I had a situation, which I have shared about a lot of times on this podcast, where there was somebody in my life who I trusted so much. It wasn't somebody I had known for a long time, but it was someone that I... For some reason, I just trusted the person. I felt that there was a spiritual connection, which of course I was wrong about. And it wasn't that it wasn't even a spiritual connection in the way that I normally talk about people with a spiritual connection. But I just felt that there was something. Um, and even though I could sense some very negative characteristics and personalities, I felt there was a higher purpose, you know. So I was invested in this person's life. The person was um, a pastor. And I was praying and praying and praying for the person. I just had that whatever. Anyway, fast forward, long and short, I found out that this person was not who they were um, pretending or presenting themselves to be. Far from it. And their presence in my life was very calculated and targeted and aimed at really, really, very, very negative intent. Let's put it that way. I had noticed that this individual was guarded in all of our interactions. I didn't understand that, but I thought it was, okay, because we don't know each other very well, you know, and the person, you know, being a pastor, you know, pastors can be very, very, mm, they are very funny, <laughs> particularly Nigerian pastors, they are very funny people. They're so concerned with that image that they have to present, they don't realize that authenticity and vulnerability is, is much more powerful tool of ministry than performative uh, ministry, uh, you know, but they are so used to that, and many of them, they've learned it. That's what they learned, you know. So fine. So, um, this guy, um, so he was, he was. So I, so I thought that that was it, that he was just being cautious. He didn't know me well enough. So I tried my best to be as authentic as I could, just to put that is at the looks. There's not, you know, and all that. But anyways, I didn't realize that the guardedness was because this individual knew that Shola has the gift of discernment. The individual knew that I was somebody who is intimate, at least had a a relationship with God. The individual knew that if the person 
came too close and revealed him, dropped down the defenses in any way, there was a very strong possibility that I would detect the negative and evil spirits in operation in that person's life. This person I'm talking about had spiritual, there was, I, I could sense him. I could sense spiritual get a power in his life. But I thought it was, I didn't realize that it was not of God. And this, this particular experience was what God used to teach me about, you know, teach me about spiritual warfare and spiritual things. Because, we, like many times, we, we forget that the devil and his cohorts, they were actually created by God. Sure you understand what I'm saying? They were just like when we see bad people, you know, they, they are God's creation. You understand? You see a, a lion that kills human beings, you know, man eater. It is God's creation. What has happened is it was corrupted. The evil and the sin in the world. Normally, God did not create animals to eat human beings. That's never supposed to happen. And when God brings all things to bear, it will not happen. But the corruption and the evil in the world is what can make a bear or a lion or a hyena attack the man that God gave dominion to that person. Today, you will see human beings running from lions. Why? It's the evil in the world. So, sorry about that. So, you would, the world of today that we now see, you, this is where you see animals chasing human beings. We've lost our dominion because we gave it to the devil in the Garden of Eden. So, fine. So, anyway, so, he, this individual knew. So, very guarded around me, extremely, ah, I can't even tell you, I've never in my life, it should have been a red flag. But I'm, I'm, I have learned a lot. I have, in, 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 in spiritual wisdom, I have grown, as in I aged, in the last three years, I grew exponentially. So instead of adding, for every one year, three years of growth, <laughs> you, I mean, I, I learned a lot. When the Bible says that Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered, I really understand because I went through a lot in the last three years. There was a whole situation I was dealing with, you know, on a personal level. There was a there were relationship issues. There were things. In fact, the best way I can describe it is that for some reason, the kingdom of darkness just came at me, multifaceted. I don't know what it is they saw. I don't know what it is they thought. I just don't know. The attacks were just coming multifaceted so as I, it's almost like you know as i was you know those kung fu films when um 10 people are attacking the guy yeah, you, you, ah, you know as you are blocking this person you are kicking the other one you are put you are coming at the back you know they are pulling your shirt that, that's how it was multi-pronged some the worst thing was that even some who were positioning themselves as helpers who i was calling to help me fend off were even the part of the problem it has helped me. It has oh so helped me because I've come to understand the nature of the world that we live in, the nature of the devil and the way he walks through situations, through men and through things and events. I am so much more aware. And a lot of the passion with which that comes forth in the way that I we talk on this podcast is because I have become more aware. And it's not as if we didn't know these things. So when you read the Bible, Particularly the New Testament. When you hear the way Jesus warns us. I mean, when you see... I mean, Jesus is the Son of God. Let's remember. He's the Son of God. He is the, he's the one that has all the power. He knows everything. He, the Bible says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And there is nothing that was not made without Him. That same Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. That is... We are reading John 1. I'm quoting John 1. And that same Word, Jesus 
warned his disciples several times about the devil. He warned them about sin. He warned them about the world. He warned them about the, 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 devil, the, the cohorts of the enemy. He says the prince of the world is here, is coming, but he has nothing in me. He says, love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. If you have the love of the Father, you will not love the things in the world. I mean, he, you know the way you would warn somebody about snakes, you know, or scorpions? The way you would warn people about fire. The way you would warn people about, I don't even know, you know. <laughs> you know, he, that's the kind of warning. Very, like, be, don't be careful. Have nothing to do with it. Do not let. And the warnings were amplified in, by the apostles as well. So anyways, um, so he, he this, this person knew that, you know, that. So eventually, something then happened. God led me to go on a prayer for this individual, 21 days prayer, and make sure I had no contact. And I went into that prayer. And after the prayer, the Lord sent me, gave me a message to give to this individual. <laughs> I gave the message thinking I was giving a very, I said, I repeated the message verbatim, thinking that it was, and I didn't understand that the message was coded and the Holy Spirit had given me that SMS, that message, in such a way that only the receiver will know what I was saying. I sent this individual this message. <laughs> hey, Lord. Sorry for the Nigerian laugh, but every Nigerian listening will understand the meaning of that laugh. He, the response was, I could never have imagined it. The silence... And there was a question in that message. There was a statement. There was a, you know, there was a message from the Lord. And then there was a request that I made, which the Lord had asked me to make the request. This individual could not respond. It was a request around a pastoral, you know, duty. That is something that I wanted the individual to do for me. That was a pastoral ministry thing that every pastor would normally jump at. I say, I am glad to do this for you. But there was a message. I think the, the message that came from the Lord, because I said, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't been in touch for this long. I have been praying. I was praying, led to pray for you, this and so period. And I got this message from the Lord. The Lord said this. That message that the Lord said, till today, I don't understand it, because it was a very, the Lord just said, he's waiting on you to make a decision. That was the message. And then the other request that he asked, the Lord told me to ask this individual. Not only that this individual went silent, this was somebody that was supposed to be a pastor, as in, not only that the person was a pastoral confidant, ministry, whatever. The person went silent and retreat as if that was the end of the relationship. Would read the SMS. I would reply and say, I hope you saw my last message, blah, blah, blah. The next time I saw this individual, the person was literally hiding from me. Eventually, I, you know, I, I left the gathering where you know, whatever, I mean, the common place that, uh, whatever. So there was no opportunity for us to see ourselves. But the point is, that was the end of the relationship. So when I started pondering, what's going on? I was so troubled for weeks. What's going on? What's going on? Then the revelation and the illumination from the Lord came. God started explaining what had happened. The person, that message that the Lord said, the person, it was like the game is over. The person knew. So, in the spiritual realm, I have no idea what must have happened, either within my 21 days of prayer or with the message that was sent. This individual left my life. 
the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. A functioning pastor, still pastoring till today. That was when so I started realizing so many things that had happened. I now realized a lot. God started giving me understanding. When this happened, this was what was going on. When this happened, I was like, what? It was the greatest wake-up call for me. And the Bible, like I said, has warned us about this kind of people. Now, what led me to meditate on the goodness of God was that in all of this, throughout this period, before this time, the Lord had always led me to pray for this individual. So I was like, God, so all this time you were telling me to pray for this person, you knew that this person was this kind of spiritual person. Now, this particular person, I have reason to believe that this person, this is someone who, unlike other people that you see that are not, um, I, well, I don't know about many people who are spiritually into like the occult and things like that, I don't know so much about people like that, but I assume that most people who are into those sort of things, they either do not know God, maybe I'm wrong, or they, you know, they've never experienced God. This particular person, from the interaction that I had over a period of time, this person knows who God is. This person knows that there is a God in heaven, the God is high, but has made a choice to serve the evil one. Because I noticed anytime, anytime I wanted to do anything that was Holy Ghost, you know, driven, this person will find a way to counsel me against it. The, inf the, the, the influence of God, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like the person knew that, no, 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 no. If you bring this God in to this matter, because at that time I was going through a lot in, the, in my life and I thought I needed the help of people who I felt, you know, could help with my prayers and things like that. Not knowing that I was going into the hands of the wolf. So anytime... In fact, the, when I started getting suspicious was when I started this podcast and this person started looking for inventive ways to tell me that that was not what I should be doing. And even went as far as saying I should be quiet and I shouldn't speak anything during this period. Trying to, and not knowing that in saying that, was exposing, was speaking directly against the counsel of God. Not just the counsel of God, for that time, but what God had said to me years ago, and I can't explain more than that. I don't want to go too much into things that let me go off on a tangent. But the thing is, if you walk with God, there are things God has told you, and He's told you consistently. It's like Abraham, when God didn't tell him just once, God told him several times, I will give you a land, I will give you a land, I will give you a land. So somebody now comes and starts saying something that is contrary to the theme that God has pushed for your life in the now, you know, you will know that no, 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 this is contrary. This is very, because God didn't just say it once. He said and validated and revalidated over and over. And when, even as he's, he's fulfilled, he's beginning to fulfill that thing. You now know that this is a, a, a divine thing that God is pushing in your life. It's a divine um, strategy that he's pushing. Then somebody comes, unknowingly, the person doesn't know that there's this whole body of experience and knowledge that you've had with God on that path. The person begins to speak against this, claiming to be speaking by the anointing of God. No, you know that. No, 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 no. It's not God that told you that. Any other thing I, I may be able to accept, but not that one. But the person won't know because the person doesn't know that you are what you are, this particular issue. You what you know, there's a whole history, there's a back history. So anyway, I now as I turned to God, I was like, So you knew this all along. And you let me go and pray. You are telling me to pray for this kind of person. So that that just blew me away because it just made me I said, So yeah, this convinces me more than anything that there's an evil side. 
that has a power that gets to a particular level. And then there's the God side that has the power that is most high and is at the beginning of things. Even on the basis of the power, the fact that God is even the creator is enough for me to choose his own side. But then the fact that he's the creator and he's also good even to the ones who are opposed to him. For that reason, honestly, he has my loyalty for life and all of eternity. I am not even invested in looking for, as in I don't care what comes in my life. The worst case, I will cry. Sure you understand, I will cry. I'm very good at crying. I cry for movies. I cry at other people's pain. I cry at other people's sorrow. I cry at happy stories. Do you understand? I cry on when I read things on social media. I cry when I watch films. If things also happen to me that are not nice, I will also cry. Do you understand? I will cry. God will comfort me. I will wake up. But that if you think, if the devil thinks that, you, you can orchestrate things that will make me hate God. It is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It will not happen. Because God is good. He's good. And even when things happen in my life that may not be positive or whatever, He is still good. He's good. He's good. His goodness has nothing to do with what I see or what I feel. He's good. I've seen, he's just good. A God that is so merciful. I mean, there's so many, I see so much evil. I'm like, God, why don't you just strike them down? Like now. He shares power. He sacrificed his own son to come and die for us. He laid down himself. He sent his Holy Spirit to live here and to be getting involved in my everyday thing, coaching and mentoring me through life, protecting and defending me. Why does he care so much? He allows people who are nothing to be able to be talking to him anyhow, behaving anyhow. He does not expose them until the, full, the fullness of time. He allows their cup to be full. His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. He will give every opportunity for you to change your mind, for you to turn away from evil, from wickedness. Gives you first, second, third chances until the last breath. I will pitch my tent with that kind of God. I will pitch it with him because I know that all I have to do is respond to what he said, the love he's sending my way. He will do the rest. He will help me with the things that I struggle with. I will lean on him because he's able for the task. He has already done everything, really. All he's asking for is my heart. So I, I had thought I would read all the scriptures about the goodness of the Lord, of which there are many, but I probably will just quote them. I just want to just leave that here. He's, and I, I'm really guessing, so <laughs> this has become more intense than I intended, but I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. I am because, and I have people around me. I've had people in my life. I'm seeing, I've had people around me who for some reason have chosen to follow someone else other than God. And I'm not talking about people, I would have even, I'm not talking about people struggling with the flesh. I'm not talking about people in drugs or women and all of those things. Because really, for me, those things are just problems. Somebody that is going into drugs, there's a vacuum you're trying to fill. Somebody that is, look, is, is you know, whatever with women, it's the same thing. There's, there's appetites and desires, things going on in your flesh. 
and you haven't found something else that can fill it up and then of course sex is that thing for you it doesn't mean that you don't want to love god or anything you know that, so that's something you need to work through fine uh, you, you know so for me I, I put those things in a different category i'm not i don't for me in fact those things are not really issues in the grand scheme of things it's between you and god and you sort, sort yourselves out but the people who you see god as in you see the option of a god of a good god and you see the option of an evil one who has some power that you can access. There's a trade-off. Do this for me and I will do this. And then you choose that evil one. When you are very much aware that there is also an open door for a good God. Because some people are not aware, so therefore they choose the evil. But you are aware of the two. And you choose that one. And then you begin to actively... Then in fact, I don't even want to talk much. And then you are you are pretending, which again is another thing. So if you are serving that evil one, please make it open. Let everybody know that that's what you are doing. But you are in daytime masquerading as a Christian. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have I have nothing to say to people like that. I have nothing to say. And there are two cases now in my life that I have very strong reason to believe and to know that that's what's going on with them. But I'll leave it at that. Thank you very much for listening. God is a good God. He's good. And his mercies endure forever. And I love him totally. And I pray to continue to grow in his love. And may he continue to reveal himself and his goodness to us. May we, like that scripture said, I think I want to read that one. Because I just love that one. When, when David said, I would have, um, that he had, he had, he had longed to live the, to see the goodness. Okay, so, so um, David says in Psalm 27, 13, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's my prayer. I would love to see the goodness of the Lord. I have seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the Actually, I have seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of living. And I, I pray to continue to see his goodness. But not even just his goodness in material sense, but his goodness in the lives of others. In the way he delivers nations and peoples and communities. In the way in which he transforms situations and shows forth his glory upon the earth. I would love to see that goodness. In Africa particularly. In this continent that has become a slur in the world i would love to live to see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living in africa in nigeria in all the 55 nations of this continent may it come to pass in my lifetime in jesus name amen <laughs>